Welcome to Making America Strong Again, the only program dedicated to inspire you and to inspire a nation with stories of American exceptionalism and national restoration. Join fellow patriots as we rediscover our past, reignite our future, and celebrate America now. Welcome to Making America Strong Again. This is your host, Steve Olds. It's my privilege to welcome you to our program today, especially for those of you that are listening on our iHeartRadio live network, as well as those that grab our podcast off iTunes or Blog Talk Radio or our PatriotPodcast.com site. We appreciate you checking us out and sharing the sharing the insight with uh, those that you believe are interested in making America strong. Again, really driving a lot of those elements that we've talked about through the months about how to really create productivity and build leadership, not only in our country, but across the world. One of the things that we've talked about in recent weeks is the idea that gratitude is crucial to everything that you do. Gratitude when you are having success, gratitude when you're facing challenges, the opportunity to understand those times in life when things that seem to be outside of our control suddenly smack us right in the face. And that moment that we have to respond is crucial. Dr. Stephen Covey talked about that. The term responsible means we have the responsibility of how it is that we respond to a certain activity, a certain stimulus, a certain challenge. And today I'm joined by a good friend of mine who is facing challenges in his life that are very unique and ones that most Americans may not really have a clean grasp on. You may have seen in the news challenges with the activities that are going on in Venezuela. And several years ago, back in 2013, I was at a speaker's conference and met another best-selling author, international speaker and business coach by the name of Luis Vicente Garcia. Luis, welcome to the program today. Well, Steve, it's a pleasure to join you on the program, especially since you're actually talking about inspiration and gratitude. It's one of the uh, subjects that you spoke about when we first met, and, and actually for those that are uh, that have been following us for quite some time, two years ago in, in June, we had a big leadership retreat in Boston, and Luis was one of our guest speakers. He flew in from Caracas, and you're there in Caracas right now, are you not, Luis? Yes, I am. I'm here in Caracas, Venezuela. So you have you've done a ton of work in the business world. You've uh, obviously you're a Georgetown University economist with an MBA. You've got a master's degree in leadership and organizational strategies. You've worked in manufacturing and all sorts of business for over a quarter of a century. But right now you have morphed your business into really helping people get their arms around how to achieve their goals and improve their performance and one of the things that, as I mentioned in the open, that we've been focusing on is, is why it's important to look at the challenging experiences that we have in our lives and apply them so that we can be productive. As, as you sit in Caracas today, anybody can look at the news and see that uh, your country is facing significant challenges. How is yes, it that, yes. how do you evaluate that scenario and apply it to your life and your family's life there in Caracas? And, and then we'll talk about the business. One of the things I, I always tell people is that um, the, the environment that's surrounding sort of circumstances don't make you. You make them. 
And, of course, uh, when you live in challenging situations like the ones we live here, not only in Venezuela, in many other countries in the world, however, when you live in the country and you experience what we are going through in both, uh, you know, crisis everywhere, political, economic, social, uh, I think even more stronger there is a moral or ethical crisis in many of our countries. Then you have to realize the, the important things. And, and important things here are, what, what's your purpose? And you and I have talked several times about it. What's your main purpose and how are you going to help others? And when there's, you know, like simple things we all take for granted, water and electricity, but it's being rationed here. Or where, where, when you're not allowed to go to a supermarket because there's no food or no medicine. This happens here. This happens, unfortunately, in many other countries. And for your listeners in the U.S. or maybe in other countries, that you take things for granted and you only realize them when you don't have them. So now when you have the possibilities to look at the opportunities, actually create the opportunities, that's when the important things need to come into your mind. And you and I have talked about mindset. And and when you put all all of this into perspective, um, first of all, things are temporary, all of our uh, problems or big issues will be temporary if we look at ways to solve them, first of all. And then you have to look for the right people. You have to look for the team, the members of your team that are going to be with you doing every, every single thing you do. Uh, and in my case, as you said, uh, after 25 years in corporate finance and other ventures, I moved into, into coaching, mentoring, teaching, a series of combinations where, where people is involved. And I believe... Uh, we are here for a reason, and maybe that reason is that we are here to help people see the difficulties, see, see them through. I know the U.S., Europe, many other countries uh, have gone through periods of immense crisis and immense difficulties. But then again, you see, for example, Europe, 40 years, 50 years after the Second World War, uh, it's a whole different continent. Countries change and people change, and that's where we have to see you know, our focus. We have to focus on the important things, focus on the growth and, and the prosperity that we have all to, to, to bring into our countries and into the markets. Luis, one of the things that you pointed out is the importance of a team and the team around you. Yep. One of the challenges that I imagine uh, could be could be tough to handle are for those that perhaps are younger, that don't have life experience like you have, and how is it that you help those, especially in your home country and those that are really facing tough challenges? What kind of counsel do you give them to really get their arms around this, especially if it's their first time facing a major crisis? When, when you're looking at a, or you're staring at a wall, that's all you see, right? Right. If you're staring at a big mountain, that's all you see. You may, your mind starts to think, well, there's no way I'm going to climb the hill or go out and get around the wall. Uh, and those are the big problems we have ahead of us. The importance that that we bring with the experience or with the knowledge or, or through the people that have also helped you and I, that we learn how to invite people to think differently, to, to react to, to the different ways uh, coming from different perspectives. If you're always going to be staring at the wall, you'll never move. And, and you need to take action. You need to move. You need to decide. You are the one deciding about your future. You cannot allow anybody else to decide about your future because it's your future. So the way I go around is telling people 
Um, what has happened in years past, what, what did happen in other crises, probably never as big as, as this one, but when you compare to other countries, um, it, it's very hard to go and manufacture when you don't have you know, raw material or, or, or when you don't have people. Venezuela is an oil exporting country, but several magazines over the past few years have said that the biggest export material from Venezuela today is human talent. Because when, when there are no opportunities, people will leave. But still, we have to build a country. This is what you're doing over there, building, rebuilding America. We will eventually start rebuilding Venezuela. And we need experienced people, but we also need young people. And the important thing there is that you need to tell them that they're, they're here also to, to construct, to build, to rebuild, and that everybody, every, everybody's participation will be important in, in the outcome at the end. Luis, one of the other things that you've talked about, and, and you have done extensive writing, you've produced a lot of books, you've written with some of the most uh, world-renowned entrepreneurs in the world, folks like Jack Canfield and Brian Tracy and Carlos Slim. You've also really helped people understand what it means to step into the excellence that you have in your own mind. And so before we go to the first break let's talk a little bit about the way that we can really pursue while we while we know the mountains in front of us we take a step back and say okay well what can i do knowing that i'm going to be part of a team that is focused on a long-term resolution to a problem whether it's working in caracas and rebuilding venezuela whether it's looking at america's 19 trillion dollars in debt and 200 trillion dollars in unfunded liabilities we have massive mountains ahead of us. We have cultural issues. We have political issues. But today, you and I have each other, and we have the gifts God's given each one of us to pursue in the way that we're here and that we can really perform. How do I spend a few minutes and really begin to think through what my contribution could be, especially if this is my first day in the rodeo? When, when we understand what leadership is all about, and, and for me, I would say leadership is how we we use our inspiration and the possibilities to help others achieve their, their excellence, achieve their greatness. And you and I are teachers, professors, mentors. You, we become that. And so we need to tell people that, yes, they can do it, but they need to make their own decisions because they are the ones that are, they, the, if you want to have work hard, it is your decision. If you want to read, it will be your decision. If you want to, to succeed, it will be your own decision, not, not anybody else's. And you need to realize that. So what we're here to do is help you realize that, help you that, you yes, you need to put the hard work, the effort, the, the determination. You need to be persistent. You need to create the values that are important to you and, and to your business, whether you are you know, an entrepreneur or you work for somebody else. Uh, at the end, it is you providing the service that will allow people to, to benefit and to prosper. And when you realize that everybody has a participation, that we can all be part of that big vision that we may have, then we understand it's all about people. Because uh, when I used to work in, in numbers and in corporate finance, uh, I used to tell that companies report numbers, but those numbers are created by people. So we really have to take into consideration how people feel, how they are acting, how well motivated they are, or their attitude. Because if you have a positive attitude team uh, that uh, is performing, they will perform much better than a, a team that has either a negative attitude or, or a bad attitude itself. 
So as a leader, when you're working with your team and it is an organization that has lots of different layers in it, what kind of advice do you give somebody who's who perhaps is a mid-level manager or somebody that really is beginning their own journey with leading other people? I would tell them, first of all, continue learning all the time. It's about learning. It's about experiencing. It's about doing things, and that's how you actually learn. And also, um, it's, 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 you need to relate to people. And for me, leadership is also about relationships. You need to relate to people. You need to understand. You need to engage them into what you're doing. But also, uh, empathy is a very important word because you need sometimes to be in the in the feet of the other people because you need to understand where, where they're coming from. You need to understand that it takes them two and a half hours to get to your office. So it doesn't matter if they get there at eight fifteen, not at eight o'clock. Uh, you need to be in their shoes because they probably had to stop to get diapers or milk, uh, like it happens here in Venezuela. So you need to be very responsible to your people and then very caring with the people that work for you. So you have to have empathy. You also have to have the authority of knowing how it is that you can serve them and you can guide them in their daily activities. And that's that's an incredible insight, Luis. And when we come back from the break, we're going to dig in a little more. We're going to find out about what it's like to speak with Steve Forbes and the rest of the guys you've worked with. So we'll be right back. Making America Strong Again is brought to you by Patriot Mission. To learn more about national restoration, get free resources at www.makingamericastrongagain.com. This is Steve Schwartz with pdgo.com. We've been in business for over 15 years and have created over 1,000 websites for clients across the USA and across the world. We help our clients have a custom, affordable website, and we teach them personally how they can very easily update the information on their websites themselves anytime they want to without being a techie. Take a look at pdgo.com and see samples of our work and testimonials that clients have said about our service. pdgo.com. Again, pdgo.com. At SurfPro of Vero Beach, no job is too big and no question is too small. So when fire, water, or mold damage strikes your home or business, call on SurfPro of Vero Beach at 772-770-0501. That's where you'll find a team of specialists that's faster to any size disaster. So when the things that matter most are on the line, make sure SurfPro of Vero Beach is too by calling 772-770-0501. That's SurfPro of Vero Beach, helping make fire, water, and mold damage like it never, ever happened. Franchises are independently owned and operated. Hi, this is Kelly Fisher, a supporter of the Making America Strong Again mission and your local real estate professional here on the Treasure Coast. It has been my honor to serve our community here in Vero Beach since 2003. And with over 1,500 home sales over the past 21 years, it's my hope that you will consider the Kelly Fisher team at Treasure Coast Sotheby's International Realty for all your real estate needs. It's also our desire that every family has a home and every home has a family. And we have partnered with the Homeless Family Center of Vero Beach to work toward that goal. When you buy or sell a home with the Kelly Fisher team, we will make a substantial contribution toward alleviating homelessness in our hometown. To be a part of this great mission, please call us at 772-321-6905. Welcome back to Making America Strong Again 
the program dedicated to inspire you and to inspire a nation with stories of American exceptionalism and national restoration. Once again, here's your host, Steve Olds. Thanks again for being with us today. And we are fortunate in so many ways here in America that we don't always recognize it. And today we have a a great opportunity to get a perspective from a a gentleman who's got a tremendous amount of experience. He's also been a good friend of mine and a friend of Patriot Mission, Luis Vicente Garcia. And Luis is calling in today from Caracas, Venezuela, sharing with us perspective from his business experience, but also what it's like to be on the ground in a, in a fairly chaotic environment. So, Luis, thanks again for uh, carving out time to be with us today. Well, it's my pleasure, Steve. Luis, you're a numbers guy. You spent a lot of years in the in the not only as an economist, but as a CFO, you've also shared the stage with some pretty impressive people, guys like Steve Forbes and Brian Tracy. You've spent time with Michael Gerber, one of my mentors, and and a lot of different people that give you a unique perspective on life and business and also the future. One of the things that we know about the future is it doesn't really sneak up on us if we're paying attention. And in the first segment, you talked a lot about why it's important to pay attention to the numbers. Both of our countries seem to have a challenge paying attention to the numbers. How do you apply what you've learned in the the world of being a a world-class economist to actually helping young leaders and even us older leaders take a look at the future and put that into our game plan so we can effectively make plans right now? You know, um, when you live in a country with hyperinflation, and for those of you who probably have not heard the term before, it's, it's a series of combinations of things. But basically, imagine that you go to the um, supermarket and you buy a um, gallon of milk for, um, I'm not sure what's the price there, but let's suppose it's $4. And seven months from now will be $8. And a year later will be probably $13. Um, there's, there's, you know, there's a mindset that says, uh, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to pay for that. But that's only the, the, the milk and imagine everything else. So when you live in, an infla- in a country where inflation is going to be, according to the International Monetary Fund, over 1,500%, well, e- everything changes. Uh, first of all, we, we don't know how it is or what it is to live in hyperinflation. But you are not sure how it is to live in a country that has lost 25% of its GDP over the past three years. So when things change this dramatically, you, you learn to appreciate the important things. Uh, you were talking earlier about gratitude. And yes, we, we need to be gratitude, you know, very, very grateful for everything we've done. And before I answer your question, Steve, uh, you mentioned that I've had the, the, the chance and the opportunity to speak with incredible people. Brian Tracy is my mentor. Um, I've been on stages with Steve Forbes and, and some other many incredible people. And these opportunities don't show up. You have to go out and look for them. If, if people have seen a picture of Caracas, we have a beautiful mountain in front on the north, on the north edge. It's Diablo Mountain. And it's an incredible mountain, but that's what we see. We see the mountain in front of that, of that uh, you know, period. If you go to the top of the mountain, you see the Caribbean Sea, but you have to get there. And this is the same thing with opportunities. You have to create the opportunities for yourself. Yes, I've been speaking in stages all over you know, the Americas, from the U.S. To, to South America. 
with people that it will be amazing to tell. Not only you know Brian, Steve, Michael, but other incredible people in, in the local countries. And you get to know them. You get to share with them. You get to learn from their and their experiences. But you do have to create the experiences, and because you have to do to create the opportunities first. Everything for us is an overseas trip. We have to cross the Caribbean Sea just to get to the U.S. And then from there, from Miami, you know, go to the West Coast is another eight hours or, or five hours. So everything is an investment. And you have to see that everything will be an investment for you and an investment in you. It's not an expense. It's an investment on you and your future, your knowledge, your culture. And you mentioned culture before. So taking all of this and applying this now to small and mid-sized businesses and in Venezuela... Um, there's a debate whether we are small businesses or micro businesses because of the size when we convert everything to the exchange rate. Um, micro businesses is you know it's so small it's only three five people selling a very very small amount of dollars, but still it's your business. Still is your, your what you do every single day. So the important thing for me and this is what one of the things I, I, I share with people two, two main things. First of all. You need to work on your vision. You always have to, to create a vision. And, of course, vision is futuristic, but it, it might, might sound redundant, but I always say it's a future vision. It's double future, right? It's a future vision because you have to see yourself there. You have to see yourself in the other side. You have to see yourself crossing that mountain or going across that wall that we were talking about before. And, and, and the only way you're going to do it is by having goals. And it doesn't matter where you're going to have 1,500% inflation rate because it's not the numbers per se. It is the ratios that you will have out of the numbers. It is the metrics that you have. If you're in fast food, uh, food costs can only be 40% or lower, period. It doesn't matter you know, if you're in dollars, in, in, in guilders, or in euros, or in, in believers. It is a ratio. So if you you have a believer today and 1,500% inflation rate a year from now, uh, you will have to focus on the important things. And the important things will be the metrics. And for me, having a goal or a series of goals, because we now know that there are goals in, in our personal lives, our professional lives, our, our relationships, our, our wellness. And, and, of course, I will always say um, I used to wait almost 50 pounds more than what I weigh now. It was a decision to, to lose weight. It is a decision to read 12, 15 books a year. Uh, and it's very easy. It's 10 pages a day. But you just have to make your decision. Uh, running a marathon or half a marathon. And, and, and we all use athletes as references in examples. The, if you want to win the, the, the gold in the 50-meter um, scroll in, in the, the Olympics uh, in two months in, in Brazil, you have to... You had to start five, ten years ago, not today. So it's all about planning, goal setting, vision, and, and creating your strategy, both personal and professional. Luis, this is powerful information. For those that would like to get in touch with Luis, I'm going to give you his website, and I'm going to spell it just to be real clear, www.luisvicente.com. Garcia, G-A-R-C-I-A dot com. Luis Vicente Garcia dot com is where you'll find Luis's information. And in the minute that we have left, Luis, one of the things I think is really important, especially in a chaotic scenario that you're living in in Caracas and, and we're facing here in America, is fear. 
I'm a Christian. Yeah. The Bible I read says fear not. So I stand on mm-hmm. that. But there are a lot of people that are going to be scared out of their mind. What's your counsel to somebody who is dealing with the fear of a collapsing economy, the fear of hyperinflation, the fear of a country that is facing serious challenges? One of the things you'll hear and read now is that if you have fear, you have to face them. And Brian Tracy has an incredible book on time management, which is called Eat That Frog. <laughs> and he says, if you, ha- if you have to eat a frog, eat the ugliest one first. So that basically says, do the hardest job first. Do, do the hardest task first, because if not, it will be in the back of your mind. So, so it's taking action, Steve, and you and I talked about an incredible, <laughs> an incredible uh, conversation on that. Take action, you know, step up. You said step up, I say take, take action. But you need to do three things. You need to engage your people on your vision. You need to empower your team constantly, and you need to encourage uh, everybody to be on your team, on your side, and, and sharing the vision that will allow you to cross that mountain. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, the Himalayas, the Everest, or just a small hill. Awesome. Just go and do it. Go do it. Luis, thanks for your time. We'll see you soon. Thank you very much. Making America Strong Again is brought to you by Patriot Mission. To learn more about national restoration, get free resources at www.makingamericastrongagain.com. 